Hello, friends. I have a quick disclaimer. Normally, I don't like disclaimers, but I'm really tired. I was really tired when I was recording this, and I said a lot of things, like, grammatically that did it. Like, I just, like, stumbled on a lot of my words. So if I sound like an idiot, I promise I'm not. But just, like, yeah, don't go off. Okay, bye. Love you. If you're new here, welcome back. If you're not new here, you know what fucking time it is! Okay, so I'm obsessed with Spencer Schwa on TikTok. If you don't know who that is, he's just hilarious. Um, also, I don't know that I should be swearing on here. If you are a family member of mine, hello. Um, It's not really like colleges could see this or they would not accept me for profanity but sometimes I think about these things but I did put it under the my podcast under the explicit category because I knew I was gonna want to swear a lot but that's a whole episode I have planned um in and of itself about the power of swearing and screaming so if you don't know Spencer Schwa this um famous tiktoker he does this thing like called the daily scream and basically it's just this long um rant and he it usually has substance and he talks about something that bothered him in his day see i've always kind of done a daily scream myself for a while now it doesn't have any context though and it kind of just goes like <laughs> no <laughs> but i'm really just <laughs> I don't get embarrassed anymore, but it's, it just feels so good to just scream sometimes, and you just feel everything, all your frustration, it all kind of drifts away, so like, I mean, scream, I mean, don't scream too loud, because when I, like, I have like a shriek, and then one time during Spanish class, I screamed really loud, I was in a breakout room with my friends, um, and I was like, ready, one, two, three, and I scream at, like, the top of my lungs, and my mom, like, darts up the stairs, she's like, oh my god, like, are you okay? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> also, um, I don't know, like, I don't really make a script for this, because A, I'm lazy, and B, I feel like it's more interesting for you guys to hear my thought process, like, out loud, and it, just to be more, um, spontaneous, I feel like that's almost better, and I don't know if you like those tangents that I go on, but I feel like, I don't know. Well, let me know. Don't let me know. Whatever. <laughs> um, so in this episode, there's a bunch of different directions I can take this in, but I kind of wanted to talk about a big part of my life, which has been running, and kind of for like, this is another episode that I wanted to do too, but like, I guess we can talk about it now for like a while um I would say definitely mainly my sophomore year um and well my freshman year for sure and just like for a lot of people I feel like who don't know me well I'm kind of just viewed as like the runner like that one thing and I didn't really know what a lot of my other passions were until honestly like COVID happened um Freshman year, I say especially because I didn't really have many friends. My only friend was, like, Jordan Cohn. Hi, I love you. <laughs> no, but, like, 
<laughs> it's freshman year was just weird because everyone's like racing to try to find friends whatever but um so that's kind of how people like thought of me and then so that kind of goes into why I used to put so much pressure I mean a lot of people put pressure on themselves to do well and different things like I put pressure on myself for most things I can't I'm like a perfectionist I can't not do my best at something but I kind of felt like if I didn't have running then I, I kind of felt like I didn't have much and these were at points of my life where I didn't really feel fulfilled in other areas like I I, I like, I had friends, but if I didn't have, like, a solid group at certain points, I would be, like, I don't have friends, I don't have anything, like, there's nothing else about me, and it's just kind of, like, it's kind of life-changing once you realize how multifaceted you are, and I've seen all these, like, TikToks and stuff that say like oh when you like quit your sport that's when you find out your personality and whatever but it doesn't really have to be that way so during COVID I I kept running but my life kind of took a lot of turns so basically as some of you might know if you know me um Well, my family was pretty strict about COVID, as they should be in the very beginning. I mean, no one knew what was going on. And then for, like, a span of two weeks, once the numbers were really low, I was allowed to, like, um, see my friends and not, like, wear masks, which I, I never went in anyone's houses, but it was still stupid, whatever. But the numbers weren't, um nearly as high as they have been and they were after that point and my parents just really didn't know what was going on but anyways um so for those of you who don't know my grandma um passed away unexpectedly um or june 25th she passed away from a heart attack she was only 82 years old she was literally the most amazing person. She was hilarious. She literally watched The Bachelor, The Bachelorette all the time. She didn't have know how social media worked, so she'd follow me and accidentally like all these random people's comments. She was just hilarious. And, like, mentally, she was so there. She was so, like, young mentally. And it just didn't seem like she was anywhere... I guess it's because she always, like, dyed her hair, too. She literally went once a week to get her perm done. So I guess, like, she didn't physically look that old either. Anyways, my point is it was just super unexpected. And so basically, my friend Amy was over. Hi, Amy. And um, we were just sitting outside on my deck. And we had only been talking for, like, five minutes. My twin sister, Jessica, comes up to me. And she said like there was kind of a little panic in her voice but so she said Nicole like grandma fell and I didn't think it was anything because I mean they've fallen before I thought maybe or I've had grandparents fall before and like I thought maybe she needed to go to like some physical therapy or like anyways the way her tone didn't sound too serious so I'm like okay Amy like I'll be right back so then I go inside and my mom's on the landline with her brother, my uncle. He's 
a neurosurgeon out in West Virginia, so they were on the phone. He wasn't here at the time, but my aunt was the first person to know, and she called my uncle, who then told my mom. Because, well, they left a voicemail for my mom a while ago that she missed while she was out. She got the voicemail and called right away, and the voicemail sounded, like, not too urgent. It was just like, oh, she fell, and then my mom's on the ground. And then I'm standing there with my dad and my sister and my mom's screaming. His name is Hal, my uncle Hal. She's like, Hal, tell me, tell me what is it? And her voice is like shaking. She's on the floor. And um, he's, she's like, just tell me, just tell me. And then he's like, she died. And then my mom literally shrieked. She was on the floor screaming. I don't want to like... It's, I've gotten to the point now where I can, like, um, what's the word? Like, re, like, recount what happened, and I'll be okay, but that was literally the single worst moment, like, of my life. And I, I, when Amy heard, I I felt so bad for her. Hi, Amy. She, like, literally, like, ran out, like, crying. But, um, that's besides the point, sorry. (laughs) But, my mom was literally like just screaming and Jessica and I were in utter shock as soon as we heard we like we we didn't start crying right away because when something like that happens you're just in such a state of like shock that you can't like the emotions don't like hit you until later I didn't I I literally just I, I, I my sister and I like buried our faces in my dad's arms um we didn't know like what I I don't and I just didn't know what to feel and so um my mom slept over that night and um she slept over at Sedgebrook which is the assisted living facility that my grandparents lived at um and she's she and my mom's sister my aunt stayed with my um grandpa my poppy for the night and she came home in between to get some of her stuff. And I just remember she's, like, on the floor again. Like, how could this happen? Like, it, we literally saw her the week before. And, oh, I forgot. Oh, I didn't even mention she died of a heart attack. And apparently she um, had been complaining that her chest was bothering us. But she kind of downplayed it. And she didn't really tell any of us. And... So she actually had a doctor's appointment that day to go see a doctor about her heart, and she didn't make it there. She was actually on her way to the doctor's office when it happened. So basically, my poppy, love him, great man, but he is like the least self-sufficient person ever. So he came and moved in with us after all this happened, and we welcomed him in with open arms because, you know, I mean grieving a loved one is never easy and it's especially not easy in the climate of COVID-19. So he moved in with us. We spent a ton of time with my family, which I'm super grateful for. Um, I got a lot closer with my cousins and with my aunt and uncle and we were all really supportive of each other and it helped a lot. And we got through, um, but the hard part was not being able to be near friends or my boyfriend Joe at the time and then um because 
like like I said like yes it's important to be with family but then you know when this stuff happens you also want to see friends and be near people be able to go in other people's houses and it's just it made it that much harder and and then um like following like literally how many months sorry guys I'm not good at math whatever it's been like over it's been a little over I think half a year um since this all happened and we still have to be I mean it's I wish everyone should be cautious with COVID but we've been extra cautious than the majority of people our age um because he's living with us and I I am not at all like resentful of that because I wouldn't want him to be anywhere else like we've gotten such quality time with him and I think that he would not be okay on his own but um for that reason it's made a lot of things more difficult not being able to be like a normal kid um but I also think there's like with COVID gaslighting like you shouldn't need to like have like a grandparent living with you to want to like be safe I think no matter what you're comfortable with like if if you don't want to get close to people like I, I mean you shouldn't there's a pandemic but like I feel like people shouldn't make you like gaslight you or make you feel stupid for caring like you don't need an excuse if you want to be extra cautious but that was my our reason for being extra cautious um so there was that going on throughout it all I had running and I know a lot of you some of you can relate but then a lot of you are probably just like you running why why would you run if no one's chasing you like I yeah (laughs) I, I don't know either I'm like um mentally ill but basic no I actually am though I but but that's besides the, that could be another episode but <laughs> but like um whether it's running or journaling hanging out with friends playing your sport cooking reading whatever it is I hope that by the end of this episode you can think of one thing that you can always go back to when life gets too loud sometimes and you don't know how to feel you just gotta like put on your headphones and go for a run by yourself or do your thing whatever makes you feel safe and so the day after everything happened I didn't know how to feel I my head hurt I don't know if you guys have gotten to this point but some or it's only happened to me twice in my life but if you're crying for a long time like on and off again every like your head hurts so bad even when you press in when you press into your forehead with your hands it literally hurts so bad my head was killing me I woke up early that morning and I went for probably like a short three mile run and I put in my air actually no I didn't listen to any music it was pouring rain that day which was very fitting for the mood and I just ran for like three miles um, I didn't want to listen to music. I just wanted to stay there with my thoughts. And I didn't do anything for the rest of the day, but at least I ran. And I just ran and reflected on it. I know it's scary to sit alone with your thoughts. I know a lot of us, that's why we constantly need our brains to be simulated. We need to like always be doing something because it's scary to sit alone. It's scary. That's why people have trouble going to bed because they don't like laying there 
for hours just thinking and it's it's kind of important though and that's something I've gotten really good about COVID too and I've seen this quote it's like when you talk to yourself or when you like think it's like listening to yourself you can kind of discover oh here's how I'm feeling about this oh this is why I feel this way and you sort of start to piece together everything and I think in the healing process especially it's very effective but so I through all of that had the running and then I had a falling out with another family member and there were just so many issues and so throughout it all I kept running cross-country season the beginning was a little rough because I have a breathing issue that I can get into another time but it's also anxiety related I have anxiety and depression but lately I've been feeling great my meds are I've been doing great so that's awesome but um there was just mentally I was not in a great place and like I said before, I'd always put so much pressure on myself to like run well or do everything well. And I feel like especially in that time where I f- it felt like I'd lost so much or I wasn't even like seeing people in school because I mean, no one was, but I felt like I had something to prove. So I put way too much pressure on myself to run well and I just wasn't. My breathing was awful. And I really truly started to have more fun towards the end of the season. And then that's when the time started coming when I was enjoying myself. But So it's always been there for me in tumultuous times, and it's something that I can always kind of go back to. It's been like a consistent thing in my life. And I mean, some days are going to suck. Like most of the runs I I go on probably suck, but that's what makes the good ones even better. And I guess that's kind of like the same thing as like days. Like, I mean, hopefully most of your days don't suck. But on those like shitty days that you feel like you can't get through, it just makes the good ones that much better. And it makes the good news that much better. Um, Another run I'm thinking of is um, pretty recently I was deferred from WashU, which had been IED'd there. And now looking back on it, it's totally fine. Like it's every, so many people got deferred this year. And plus I applied to so many other great schools also, and there's still a chance. There's so many things it's like, but at the time it just felt like there was a string of bad things happening to me. And it's like, I thought that if I got in, it would be the one thing that was going right. And it would be like the one piece of good news that I needed in my life. And it's just like, what's the saying? The last, like, well, not like the last straw, but like the the haystack, whatever. I don't know. But you get the point. Like, it was the last, like, thing. And, well, this was actually the run before it came out. I was so nervous. It was the morning of that, I think it was was Monday. Was it Monday? Yes, it was a Monday. And I was oh it was December 14th or yeah what yeah yes it doesn't even matter oh my god I'm guys I'm so tired um <laughs> but oh my god I can't think see this is why I should probably write a script or edit or something because I like keep spacing out okay so I went for a run that morning by myself because It was like an asynchronous school day, so we kind of did our own thing, and I prefer to run in the morning 
except for when I have to like wake up super early for school then I'll go after but since I could do everything at my own pace I just woke up and ran on my own and I literally felt absolutely terrible my heart hurt so bad I felt like so heavy I felt actually terrible like when my when my heart when your heart hurts like your whole body just hurts and I felt like I don't even remember my chest sometimes like because of my anxiety my chest gets super tight I don't know if you guys any of you get that but my chest hurt I felt like just so like some days you know when you run you feel so light you feel like you can go on forever like I felt absolutely like shit and I like kept wanting to start walking so bad but I didn't and I like pushed through it and yes it was so slow but like I got it done and I was really proud of that and it like I mean that that sucked but like (laughs) it's always been there for me and I think that as long as it's not becoming some because like there have been times when it's become something that feels forced and I'm like literally forcing myself to do this I don't want to at all and like it's detrimental to my mental health and that's where it becomes an issue but I feel like if it's I don't even know what I'm saying but you got my point um so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about having that during and like the team atmosphere because that was the only time I really saw many of my friends was on the team at practice every day and I don't know that I could have gotten through this fall or like the summer without running or without my running friends um they've done so much more for me than they know um so dfdg if you're listening i love you and yeah that's kind of what i wanted to talk about with that um what was i gonna talk about Okay, sorry, I legitimately had no clue what I meant to talk about, so I actually had to just, like, pause it and then come back to collect my thoughts. Um, There's just, like, a million tabs open in my brain right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I can talk about my breathing disorder a little bit. Uh, Sorry if this is boring. Okay, I basically have this thing called inducible laryngeal obstruction i know that's such a mouthful but basically it's like when i run under like high in high intensity or like work out in high intensity like sometimes my throat can close in which is never fun and so basically um like sometimes i would like I wouldn't go unconscious, but I'd, like, collapse while running because my, um, my throat was closing and I physically couldn't get any air. And it's linked to anxiety, which is why it's actually, I I went to a breathing doctor for this and that's how they taught me all about it. But that's why it's most common among, like, it's most common among, like, female, like, uh, perfectionist type teenagers, so like me. Um, and it's anxiety linked. So like 
because when you're think about it when you're anxious well i also didn't know how to like breathe like you know how when you breathe they're like suck on a straw and it's like your stomach supposed to like go out i literally didn't know how to inhale exhale every time i took a deep breath i lifted up my shoulders and i like like my chest went up and my shoulders went up that's not supposed to happen when you like inhale your stomach's supposed to move in and out and i physically didn't know how to do that and i just didn't know how to breathe so i had to learn how to breathe and then i had to fix it while running and and they're like and they're like literally like inhale for two with your first two step, steps like in and then exhale for three out and for a while i like couldn't talk when i ran because i had to focus on the breathing and that was probably the worst this was like when oh beginning or beginning of junior year yeah junior year cross country i had to do all this and every time i'd run i'd be in my head over and over with each step while everyone else was talking i n o u t i n o u t and it's like so awful okay that's besides the point i don't know i just had to relearn how to do all of that and so basically but especially when you're anxious like i said my chest gets really tight is probably the most prominent symptom for me um so i literally you literally just can't like when you're freaking when i freak out i physically can't like calm down open my chest like i run best when i'm calm when i'm like my chest is open i can breathe normally like there's just you know um so for a while that caused a lot of issues um like and it was just so frustrating cuz i'd put in all the work I'd been like I literally came home from Midnight Mile which is one time no that was yeah my junior year and it, if you don't know what that is it's this tradition that we have where you go to the track at midnight and you run a time mile and it's super fun and we have blizzards after and it's a great time but I literally that was the first time I ran at such a high intensity after being like diagnosed with this I literally like I ran fine. The time didn't matter whatever, but like it was pretty good still, but I literally couldn't breathe the whole time. I actually finished like collapsed. I felt terrible and I like couldn't see while I was driving the way home on the way home cuz I was crying the whole time cuz I was just so freaked out by what was going on. And there have been points. I mean, everyone has those points where they want to quit cuz like it's running. It's like hard, but <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just so glad that I persevered through that. And it's just kind of taught me that, so cheesy, but, like, you can do whatever you put your mind to, but, like, literally, yeah. Okay, this is so boring right now. I'm sorry. I'll think of better content. Um, ugh. Should I just end this? No. Well, anyways, I was just going to talk about how, (laughs) I was just going to talk about how, all that like aided in my um character development and clearly it's just I mean more than anything COVID and being able to run being able to do like it's just I've become so much more of like a grateful person I pay so much closer attention to all the little things I think especially being in COVID and having just so much more time literally for everything like this fall I don't like I'm I'm like weird but this fall I remember driving through and passing all these trees I literally was 
like amazed by all the colors i'm like do they look like this every year legitimately because i'd never paid attention to what was on the fucking trees before but i had so much time now and i was like wow like that's that's really freaking beautiful and it like is like this i've always loved snow like the first snow always makes me excited but just like and i found what helps me is literally picking out the smallest things in every day that you're grateful for. Like, I keep a gratitude journal, and every night I write three things that I'm grateful for. It's usually food that I ate that day, like cookies or something. But honestly, those are just, like, for the times where I'm too lazy to actually think hard. But some of the things can be as simple as, oh, the sun came up today. Because sometimes you go long periods of time without seeing the sun, and then you can appreciate it that much more when it comes back. Um, Other things just, like my mom i'm grateful that i have such an amazing relationship with my mom and both of my parents actually when i know so many people were stuck at home in this pandemic and their family situations are not nearly as good as mine and there have been i mean domestic abuse rates have gone up tremendously especially during covid and i'm just so fortunate that there's just for so many reasons i'm fortunate my parents got to keep their jobs and they weren't impacted by covid i'm very lucky while and obviously while i'm lucky it doesn't diminish any of the struggles that i had or any of the trauma that i had during this time but it just helps and it doesn't all your feelings are valid no matter what you're going through but it kind of helps thinking of those little things it just makes me happier like realizing like wow i literally like on cold nights i'll be like wow i'm so lucky i have heating i have a warm ass bed i have such good food to eat my stomach's always full like i'm just i'm eternally grateful i'm grateful i had my sport this season i was able to run like i just I'm grateful that e-learning's been going fine for me. My grades are actually better than ever. I know, sorry, like, if you're, I'm, like, annoying you because I know, like, no one else feels the same way. Like, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's been going well. I'm grateful that I'm able to work on my own. I know some people really need that more individualized attention and need the in-person interaction with their teachers and stuff to do well. I'm lucky that it's been working fine for me and I can manage on my own. There's just so many little things and... Okay, so cheesy, but, like, when you think about it, like, life's kind of a culmination of all these little, like, moments, all these little things. Like, you're ever just, like, I mean, my life's never flashed before my eyes. I've never, like, almost died before, but you're ever just, like, thinking about stuff and just, like, or I guess that's just, like, thinking about memories. I don't, guys, I don't really know what I'm saying, but, well, anyways, going along with sort of the gratitude journal type thing, my friend Holly, she didn't create this. Hi, Holly, though, but she told me about these happy happenings jars, so basically i got a mason jar and i just color i really like to draw that's something i do that's relaxing for me so i like doodle over a piece of paper i wrapped it around the jar and i wrote nicole's happy happenings jar and it's really cute i have like a smiley face on the top but basically anytime something good happens it could be big or small i don't do it every single night because i don't want to have to put pressure on myself like get in routine because like sometimes i've felt like with a gratitude journal i just it's kind of like more of a chore to have to do every night rather than something I want to do. So I just kind of put something in whenever I feel like something good's happened. I write it on a little sheet of paper. I write the date down, crumble it up, stick it in the jar. 
So then whenever I'm feeling sad or down or something, I look at all my crumbled up pieces in the jar and I'm like, wow, a lot of good shit has happened. I'm really lucky. And that's just super important to me. Also, um, positive affirmations are super important. I'd like to start writing more of those. I really haven't been as much. I don't know. To be honest, lately my self-esteem's been pretty good. That's not the issue. I don't know. I feel like I had so many, like, I've kind of been thriving lately. Like, I don't want to, like, be annoying because misery loves company, and I know a lot of people aren't doing well right now. But, like, I mean, I'm not doing, like, amazing. Like, like, I, I, like, I'm I'm proud of myself. No, last time I said I was going to work on being proud of myself. I'm really proud of myself. Like, like I said, I had a really shitty summer and like fall was not great but I've been doing so great lately with appreciating the little things I find things to smile about every single day I always try to reach out to people every single day check in on others and it just makes me happy being with other people makes me happy talking to other people makes me happy and I just I don't know I feel very like free like not free in a physical sense because I can't do stuff with COVID obviously but like emotionally and like mentally I guess we talked about being vulnerable vulnerable oh my god um and I I so am and I really don't care anymore like I said about what people think and I'm kind of just putting my thoughts out there my feelings out there for whoever wants to listen and when you like don't care anymore I mean I mean, uh, uh, there's, to a certain extent, like, you have to, like, have somewhat of a filter, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just feel kind of free to say what I want, so I don't know. I'm, I've been doing kind of great. Um, I know I mentioned I have, I have more anxiety than depression. My anxiety used to be absolutely terrible with school. After sophomore year, though, I kind of, like, don't didn't really care as much and I'm like like the I don't know like it's exhausting for tweaking all the time like I was just too tired to even do it anymore I'm like it is what it is and I kind of like I know it's easier said than done sometimes but I kind of just started to say it and then I started to actually act on it like it is what I what it is um actually my grades started to go up once I stopped like caring so much because like I don't know your life kind of starts once you're once you stop being so afraid of failure in school and then just in life um, my anxiety was always way worse with running. I literally, and I don't know that I cared so much about the times. It was more just like the feeling of like not being able to breathe. Cause yeah, that's freaking scary. And so like, I literally would wake up so, like some days with hives. I like, so one of the symptoms of my anxiety, thankfully it hasn't happened in so long because like I've said, my anxiety has been pretty at bay, but I'd like wake up with a rash on my neck and like hives all over my neck I'd get really itchy everywhere, like, it was just bad, I'd start, like, hyperventilating before some of my meats are, like, dry heaving, it was, it was really bad, but don't worry, I'm fine now, (laughs) hee hee, um, it didn't last that long, but, like, um, like, I was not in a good place, so I've upped my dosage of medications, I, I don't really care about talking about this, like, honestly, our generation, I'm so glad we've made mental health less taboo there's so many other things we need to stop making so taboo but like I really like have so much faith in like our generation like I keep it up guys we're doing awesome but basically I'm on Zoloft um which targets depression and anxiety I didn't think I was that depressed 
but I filled out at my psychiatrist's office, like, they have you do this little, like, test, and I guess, yeah, I guess I am depressed, but, like, I don't know, I'm still high-functioning, though, I'm clear, like, but it, it's, like, like they say, like, you can t- look at someone and not see it, like, I'm a very high-functioning person, but I'd get sad a lot for no reason, um, but my depression's, my anxiety's definitely been way more, like, overpowering, um, but I'm on, so I'm on Zoloft, and I've been taking it since, I think, I want to say first semester junior year, but I'd been going to therapy for, like, a while, and honestly, like, I don't think I've, I, it takes a while to find a therapist you like, and I don't, like, I, I had some really bad ones growing up. I don't know if I was depressed growing up. I don't know if I missed my mom. I don't even remember. I was just, like, mean to my sister. I don't even remember why I was at therapy because at the time, I don't think I was that anxious. I was, like, really little. And then it was, like, a sophomore in high school, and then I saw another one, and she literally, like, made me play, like, feelings Jenga. So literally, we played Jenga, and each block had a feeling on it. So I pull one out. She's, like, the word's guilty. Name a time when you felt guilty i'm like this is not fucking help like this is what our insurance money is going towards like i don't and then like we literally i was just like stressed about school i think i was in it for econ because everyone who knows me knows ap econ was just awful for me but i literally like and she'd just be like repeat after me like they do this thing if you've been to a therapist where they're like there's a cycle they're like here are your like thoughts like, here are your thoughts, here are your behaviors, I don't know, whatever the cycle is of how, like, things play out, and she's, like, repeat after me, it, it, like, right over and over again, it's okay to not get an A, it's okay to not get an A, and literally every single time, we just talked about school, and I was so bored, and I, like, didn't even, I started to not even give a fuck about school, because I was so sick of talking about it every single time, and I guess, like, that's my fault, because if I wanted to talk about other stuff, I could have opened up more to her, and I guess she annoyed me a lot, so I didn't want to open up to her, and that's kind of my beat, because therapy does not work if you're not willing to open up, and I know it, like, takes a while to get comfortable with a new person, and to be honest, like, maybe therapy is for me, maybe I just haven't found the right person yet like I just it's not my fave but you have to do that first and see if that works and then I went to meds but usually people recommend that you do them um at the same time but yeah I just see my therapist now like as needed but I normally just work my problems out with other people it's like I don't know the meds have been working well lately so that's good I up my dosage a lot um which has been fine I haven't really been having, I hadn't had any side effects, actually Zoloft's been great, I didn't have any weight gain, weight loss, acne, like literally no physical changes, I know a lot of times you can have suicidal thoughts from some medications, luckily I haven't had any of those either, the only weird side effect, which has only developed just recently, which I think is weird considering I've been on this medication for like over a year and a half now, is the weirdest dreams. And I know that's a common symptom of a lot of these meds. I have the most vivid and, like, the most stressful dreams ever. I literally wake up in, like, pools of sweat. I have to sleep with, like, my fan on, like, naked. Like, uh, this is probably too much. But, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's it's just so bad. I literally, and now I'm in the habit of, like, waking. I always wake up sporadically. Like, I go to bed pretty early, like, 
11 11 something 12 and then i i mean that's not pretty early but like i don't whatever um and like i have the habit of like waking up and checking my phone in the middle of the night and i'll just text someone they'll be like why were you up i'll be like i went to sleep i just wake up sporadically because of nightmares but normally i mean our brains wake us up before it gets too bad so that's really nice my dreams just make no sense Lately, I've been watching Orange is the New Black. For those of you who don't know, it's about prison. So I've been having all these nightmares where I'm in prison. And for... Well, because I'm like the characters, or the characters appear in my dreams, or my friends are characters. They always change. But the main character in the show, like, didn't... Or she helped, like, transfer a suitcase with money from, like, an illegal drug cartel. So I had a dream that I was her... And then if you, like, do things in the show, like, if you smuggle in your phone, you get, like, five more years added onto your sentence. So I, like, brought a phone in in one of my dreams or, like, okay, this dream's really weird. It's my last thing I'm going to talk about because I've been rambling for so long and I can't tell if this is boring or not. But <laughs> I, um, what was I going to say? Uh, um, oh my god. Oh, okay, my most recent dream. So my mom and dad got a... Remember, dreams don't make sense. Okay, thanks. Especially mine. So my mom and dad bought a boat... Or not... I don't know. They got a boat for me and Je- for me and Jessica to use for the day. So we took the boat, like, to the city. And then we were at some store in the city. And my friends Scarlett and em- Emily... Hi, guys, if you're listening. They were, like, the sales ladies at this store. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys are so pretty. You're wearing makeup. I'm like, no, like, thank you. Mwah and (laughs) I don't know and then we like got back on the boat and all these random boys from our school like jumped like hijacked our boat and like jumped on I was like oh like why are you on here it's just a private boat and then like the door I don't okay I don't fucking know and then we parked the boat like behind my house but I don't have any water behind my house so I don't really remember the logistics of it like dreams just don't make sense then the whole grade was on the boat and the grade above me and there were too many people on the boat i'm like guys our boat's gonna fucking sink there's too many people on here and i don't know what was going on i don't know if it's like and there were like slides i i really (laughs) guys this is all i remember okay i'm too lazy to keep a dream journal so basically i we i went back in the house and i changed into my pajamas because i was getting tired and it was late And then my mom was like, oh, like, Nicole, everyone's leaving soon. You should go out and say goodbye. So I'm like, okay, I'll say goodbye to everyone. So I walk back outside in my pajamas onto the boat. And I see a guy walking towards me, like an old man. Like, I'm like in my, behind my house, like by my swing set. And he's walking towards me. And I think it's like a police officer at first because I thought it maybe be like a noise complaint or something. So I walk towards him. And all of a sudden I realize it's not a police officer. It's someone, it's some old man. And he pulls out, you know, like those knife blocks that people keep in their kitchen. Yeah, he pulled out one of those. And then I screamed and I like, I don't remember if I was stabbed or if Jessica was stabbed or if it was a, there was, I think it was this blonde girl who was my sister, but she wasn't Jessica. But then I like couldn't run in my house and shut the garage in time because the garage is like closes really slowly. And I was like literally right there. And then I was thinking about all my different possible escape plans. Um, my friend Jordan Cohn, hi, love you. She lives on my street. So then I kept thinking about, okay, I'd run to Jordan's house, but I don't know if she'd answer the door in time. I'd go through her garage. And then I'm literally planning all my possible escape routes. And I literally, this is the stuff that goes on in my head at 4am. Um, and I think it's all caused by my, um, anxiety meds. 
but like it's kind of worth it if I'm fine during the day I guess but they haven't gotten like too awful yet because I've never died in my own dreams I don't think they say you never die in your own dreams so I just wake myself up before it's too bad but okay yeah um I hope you guys enjoyed this this I this just went in so many different directions um (laughs) bye love you love you wait guys should i come up with a name for you i know call her daddy's daddies um what should you guys be wait here goes nothing the fuck um you guys are nothing okay bye